Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, I am by myself. I am solo. I promise I will not take up too much of your time. Uh, but if you did watch or you did not watch AEW Crush and Destroy and you kind of want to know what happened, I do have some recap notes I wanted to go through with you. I've caught their last two shows. Um, they are producing some content. They're producing some shows. If you're If you're back to, I guess, the normal flow of things, I would suggest checking them out. But normal flow of things meaning I know that we're opening up here in Chicago. Most people have their vaccine. I have their vaccine. Go get it if you don't. They are available. So there's really no excuse not to. Um, And yeah, the people who have it can enjoy certain things such as an AEW wrestling show without having to fear too much. Um, And if you're uncomfortable then you can go and wear a mask. Uh, but either either way, I'd say get your vaccine. I think it just helps assure. It assures me. Um, and yeah, so they're having shows regularly. They're running these shows, AEW Crush and Destroy, which took place on June 11th, 2021 at 7.30 p.m. with Bell. So I'm doing this episode solo because I, I think we, we us at Tools in the Face, we want to get some content out there. We want to promote obviously the shows that are running now currently I'm doing this on Thursday, June 17th. Um, I believe tomorrow, or is it Saturday? Let me, let me look this up really quick for you. Um, But yeah, Chris has been just swamped, man. And Chris is like one of the hardest workers I know. He's one of the best dads I know. Um, One of the most caring people I know. And obviously, you know, people like, like Chris a lot. Um, and uh, he's just been, he's had another, another, uh, having another child, I think very, very soon. Um, and I haven't seen an announcement, but I think, you know, Carlo is about to have their third kid. He's been working a ton of hours. Things are like, everyone is just really, really busy right now in general, no matter what industry you're in, because things are back really, everything's kind of, kind of back. And we are usually very, I'm going to brag for a second. We're usually a very, very consistent podcast. Um, we at, at the most we're an episode a week at the very least we're an episode every two weeks this is i think it's been two weeks now maybe into our third where we haven't released anything and that is not like us uh but things things change and also i don't have kids so i'm i should probably pick up pick up the slack a little bit and to help chris out while he's being he's being a father a family man and a uh, and a business owner really um so that's what i'm here doing trying to provide a little bit of of, of content for you guys and just talk, I guess, talk a little bit about AEW, some thoughts I had on the show. Uh, please tweet us at two heels and face on Twitter. If you like this episode, don't like this episode, don't be, don't be hateful. Constructive criticism is, is welcome. Or if you also have thoughts on what I'm about to say. Um, but yes, uh, if you're listening to this on June 17th or June 18th, or even the morning, noon, noonish afternoon of June 19th, freelance, underground is having a show uh back to church street which is kind of a playoff back to the future and yeah you should go check that out the church street brewery and itasca um freelance underground's on twitter just search for the show i'm sure you'll find it we'll have links at twosandface.com as well i can put those in there but um yeah and it's broadcasting on iwtv.live so you should go check out that show if you're in time to, to, to check it out. 
On this show, though, we're talking about Crush and Destroy. So the follow-up from the previous show, the main event is Vance Warner versus Jake something. Um, it turned out to be a pretty brawling match. But first, uh, I want to talk about some of the other matches. Um, there was an opening six-man tag here. I think the, the story there was kind of being played into was Hakeem Zayn was on one team, Myron Reed was on the other team, heels faces. Um, Hakeem Zayn, I thought, was going to actually like kind of pick up a pin here. Um, and let me actually, let me look up the whole card so you guys not kind of know what I'm talking about. Crush and destroy. AW probably should have had this up. Who you would have never thought I've I've had a podcast by how unprofessional this is, but that's kind of the way we roll. Um, okay, so here are the matches that took place. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Ace Austin, Hakeem Zayn, and Madman Fulton versus Dante Leon, Myron Reed, Travis Titan. Hakeem Zayn's team ended up getting the the, the win there. Davey Vega defeats Storm Grayson. Um, Allison Kay defeats Ali Catch. Not Cat, Ali Catch. Josh Alexander and Matt Fitchett wrestled to a 20-minute time limit draw. The AEW tagged, excuse me, that's a work alarm. Am I supposed to join a meeting? I really hope I'm not. I'm still technically on the clock. Please don't tell my employer. No, no, I'm not. So uh, some of you just might have PTSD because that's the alarm for when you guys wake up. So uh, apologize if I just uh, rung your ears and you have PTSD and you hate me now. Back to the matches. Dion Roosman and Hosaya defeat Manders and Matthew Justice becoming a new AEW Tag Team Championships. Shaft defeats AJZ. Fred Yehi defeats Daniel Garcia. AEW Women's Championship match. Chris Statlander defeats Hyon, still retaining her title. Mance Warner defeats Jake something, uh, still retaining his AAW Big Gold Belt Championship. So in that first match that I talked about, which was the Hakeem Zayn Myron Reed tag team match. The, the story here is kind of Ace Austin and Madman Fulton are top of the tag team division. And but Hakeem Zayn and Myron Reed are kind of feuding for the heritage title. I thought there was kind of a missed opportunity here because Hakeem Zayn could have maybe pinned Myron Reed. And then he could hold that over Myron Reed's head, like I've pinned you. Um, and you know, I deserve another shot, or I should be the heritage champion because technically I pin you and things like that. So um, and they weren't involved really in the pin fall at all, Hakeem Zayn or Myron Reed in any combination. So some it seemed like it was talked about the whole match, but it would have been cool to see that. Uh, and then Travis Titan with the heel turn at the end. Heel turns are, I think, always give a character an edge and they make a character who you don't, I just don't know too much about Travis Titan. Um, And I don't want to say this in a bad way. I don't know too much about him and I kind of got a little bit more generic feel from him. I think a heel turns always give someone an edge and they just make someone more important in my eyes, honestly, because you kind of get to see a little bit more emotion from them. Babyface can be just be bland. A baby face can be bland. And I think a heel is always a little bit more intriguing. Um, but obviously you need both. So Travis Time did, did a heel turn on the end. He just started beating up Dante Leon out of frustration for losing the match. Um, 
yeah, Storm Grayson, which is really cool to see. I love Storm Grayson. Storm Grayson might be actually wrestling at the Freelance Underground match that I talked about earlier. Wrestling Davey Vega. Uh, Davey Vega now uh, managed by John, uh, John E. Bravo. And um, yeah, he's kind of got this new... I mean, he's kind of always been a heel. He's a lovable heel, Davey Vega, but he's now teamed up with this new crew in Hardenbauer. Um, so he's teamed up with this new crew. So he's, you know, he's now, it makes sense for him to wrestle Storm Grayson. Storm Grayson, um, I would say, is still up and coming for sure. Still pretty young. Uh, so Davey Vega needs a couple people to beat up to kind of build up this new persona and this new thing he's doing. Um, so yeah, he gets a win. Um, they, I mean, Davey Vega is just, I call him a national treasure. I, I think that everything he does turns to gold. I, I think he brings, he brings personality and story to every match that he does. And there's never that lacking in any of his matches. Um, so I, I loved everything about this. I love the split that they're doing right now. I think the split could just mean mean something if we maybe because the besties in the world have split up now i'm doing solo single careers but everyone still knows who they are everyone still knows their history if not it can they can be reminded of it so it would be cool if they just started rattling off wins both of these guys fitch it and vega and somehow kind of collided down the road so i don't know what the, if that's going to be for the heritage championship uh davy vega could talk about how he's been a heritage champion before and that could kind of play into it. So I'm just really excited. I hope they, I hope they don't necessarily work in si- like in silos solo. It would be really cool if they started doing well solo and then met up somewhere down the road is kind of what I want to say. So I have like fantasies, visions about that. Uh, that's kind of me pretending to be a booker, even though I'm not. So I, I, I admit that, but it's uh, anything that the besties do, I feel like, is always one of the more interesting things on the card for AEW. It's always one of the more intrigued things I'm more intrigued by. And that's because I think there's always story involved. Always, always, always like you can like wrestling as a buffet. And that's what we embrace here at two heels in a face. And you can like different types of matches, but I'm, I'm always more invested if there's a reason to be. And I feel that the besties always make a reason to be, they're not the most athletic. Fitch is very athletic. Davey Vega is not the most athletic. He knows that, but that's why he plays so hard into all the other things that takes to be a wrestler, his charisma and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I love them. I don't know if you can tell. I'll stop ranting about them. We'll move on to the next match. But um, it was uh, Allie Cat has kind of a serious gimmick, also within kind of managed by the same person, Bravo. And I, they started calling her, I didn't, I don't know if this is new to AEW or if this is like a new, I've, I've never seen this personally, but Allie Catch is her name and she's just super serious and like you know, all in black and uh, just kind of a hard ass. And I really, God, it was the most refreshing thing in the world. Honestly, I think for her, I think she can do it. I never thought she could do it, but she's usually very goofy, but she wasn't a cat at all. She was just there to kind of kick ass and take names and she's got the size for it she's got the athleticism for it so it worked she ended up uh she ended up losing but i still i still really like it uh, i don't know it's just a nice change of pace for a character that i've seen a lot of so it was cool to see something different from her um 
What are my other notes here? The Savage Way is a really cool nickname for Fred Yehi. I also love his slow promo style. I love it. It's there. You can kind of tell there is some greener promos on this. First of all, AW always does promos in the middle of their shows. I think that's a thing I love about their shows. And you can kind of tell some of them are just a little bit shouty, a little bit green. And the, the moral of it is kind of just like, I want the title. And that's, that's great. Like a promo doesn't need to be anything more than that, but Fred Yehi definitely like just has his own tone. He has his own unique style and like not a ton of people are doing that. I think if you're newer to AEW's roster and you're told to cut a promo, you might just think it has to be like kind of shouting and screaming and Fred Yehi is like, nah, that's not just the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it slow and calm and collective and speak really slowly. And I thought that was just a, a once again, change, nice, fresh change of pace. You expect something, they give you something else, and your mind likes that. I don't know. That's just me. Um, so Matt Fitchett and Josh Alexander for the best match on the card, I think, by far. Uh, this one is 100% worth the, the price. I watched the show on Fight TV. It's like $12.99, $13. I think that, you you know, you uh, eat, buy some groceries and eat in a couple more nights than eat out, and you can 100% afford this. Um and this match was very technical, very mat-based. We talk about how wrestling is a buffet. This one was definitely on that side of the buffet table. Um, ended in a draw. It basically ended with just uh, multiple ankle locks and Matt Fitchett in an ankle lock, and he wouldn't quit, and the time ran out. So really, really cool, honestly. Um, once again, like I, I think Josh, Josh Alexander was there to kind of put Fitchett over as a singles competitor and and i think he did fit we all we've seen fitchett wrestle drew gulak that was an amazing match that's had shades of that um and we know how good josh alexander is so um i i personally I, I, I once again like i i was most intrigued by the besties on this show um it would be really cool to to see even if fitchett maybe has an ankle injury now or like it has like a, a, a injury, a lagging and nagging injury that kind of carries on multiple months. Um, and he's just pulling out these wins out of his ass. And maybe Vega is like beating people easily or by cheating and, or like even vice versa, like maybe Fitchett keeps, maybe Fitchett keeps uh, going and draws or keeps losing. And then Vega keeps winning and then they can play off of that and just kind of compare their singles careers. And there could be a lot of good like banter and dialogue between the two people um, either way they want to do it. But I think it'd be really, really cool if we got to see some besties in the, some bestie versus bestie action in, in, in within this year, I think you can really build to it. You have months to do it and you can build to it to uh, the Winnie city classic at the end. So I don't know that would, uh, that just would be cool to see uh, tweet us at two is on a face. If you think so as well, Maybe how you would do it. I think fantasy booking can be fun as long as you don't get like they should do this kind of mentality. It can, fantasy booking can be fun. More so tweet at us at twosandface.com and be like, here's an idea. Here's an idea or here's how I would do it. They don't have to do it. I'm still going to enjoy the story that they tell me or try to enjoy the story that they tell me because really we're not in charge of it. But 
it's kind of cool to to uh, do a little bit of fantasy booking as long as you don't get too smarky or like this is the way it has to be kind of thing. So um, once I, so I was t- kind of talking about like Travis Titan now having an edge. Ace Perry, I, I, so once again, I'm kind of catching up on some AEW. Uh, Ace Perry, this is a new gimmick to me. He, he Like to me, he finally has a gimmick or a personality. I felt like in the past he never really did or maybe he wasn't allowed to show it, but he he's kind of like an annoying uh i don't want to he almost looks like a pop star or someone who'd be in like a music video an old 80s music video he's got a gimmick now and he's got a manager as well so to me he feels like he means more now um he didn't have a match but kind of had a segment with a guy named russ jones um so russ jones is 100 percent a guy that AEW likes look wise. Hear me out in this theory. AEW loves guys that are tan, muscular, tattoos, and then long hair or greasy, greasy slash wet hair. That's a plus. I think that certain people, certain promotions are attracted to certain people. This feels like Russ Jones feels like an AEW guy just on his look. Once again, he doesn't have the, he's bald, but. He's got the tan, the muscular, the tattoos. Like he just looks like a guy who would get in like a street brawl bar fight, which once again, this is at Bourbon Street. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but seems like a seems like an AEW guy. So I could see them really pushing this guy. He's kind of being slowly introduced. It seems like kind of like, I don't know, when like a uh, WWE would introduce like a new person, they would just like have them briefly appear a little bit before they're actually jumping into a match. I think he might be in action at this upcoming show. Um, so that just, it just like, I see this guy, I'm just like, okay. And that's not a bad thing, but he just screams, he just screams AEW guy to me. So I don't, I, I don't know. Let me know if I'm, I'm way off key with that, but um, yeah. He looks, I mean, he could be great. I don't know anything about him. This isn't me judging. It's, it's me slightly judging his looks, but I don't really think I'm saying anything bad for him. He just looks like he belongs here. So, um, um, Infamy, which uh, the tag team I mentioned earlier, uh, steals the t- tag titles away. Apparently, there's a third member named Robin Steele. I don't know if that's a pun there. Stole the tag team titles. Robin Steele helped them. Um, and yeah, they took it away from uh, the second gear crew. They are, these guys have been with AEW for a little bit and have real like congrats to them because I think they've put in their time um, with AEW. So that's really cool. Um, the, oh man, then the, 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 I watched the show on Tafai TV, like I said, the stuff at intermission, the stuff at intermission that was like promoting their YouTube channel and their Twitch channel. Amazing high quality stuff. I honestly think I, I, every promotion in Chicago does their own thing really really like their own couple things really really well and that's what makes them stand out uh like the the video packages that are produced and, and like po- obviously we've had polish Ra- or, or rob malnowski on um on the podcast it was an older episode maybe i want to say like 2019 oh man 2020 just flew but that was like a blur of a year um but we've had him on and he does some amazing awesome work i'm pretty sure he's behind this if he wasn't then whoever produced these videos like holy crap they really really got me one like they're they're just so high quality and so good um so yeah 
so check out their stuff in intermission too if you watch the next show on fight tv because i think it, i think it's where they repeat so if you see it once you don't have to sit through the whole intermission but just stick around for a little bit um if you're watching on fight tv it's definitely worth it um yeah i thought the main event was just okay to me the main event was just okay i think i, I don't know I don't know if it had really any like it was just hard to get momentum i think in that match because a lot of it's just kind of outside and i also i watched it from fight tv perspective so like all the cameras weren't following them around to all the they, it was obviously like bar brawls and stuff like that so they were in the bar area and the, the cameras just didn't follow as much so um and then it went into like high, high higher spots with chairs and doors and things like that so um yeah, I, uh, it was just a slugfest. It was a slugfest. And um, maybe maybe you liked it. Maybe you didn't. But to me, it, I think it was just okay, the main event. So that's no – I mean, Mance and Jake something can – that you, we know how talented they are and they're awesome. But this seemed to – it just didn't seem to really build. It just was kind of just like punches over here, big spot, punches over here, big spot. Maybe it just like – it was just too up and down. I don't know. It didn't seem to slowly build up a little bit. So I don't know. You know, not everything. A lot of, there's a lot of great stuff on this show. A lot of great stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, honestly, I, I, I like I'll admit in the past, like I, I, I haven't watched a ton of AEW, but um, I'm, I'm liking some of the stuff they're doing now. They kind of have rebuilt a core. It's a nice solid core. Um and United We Stand is their next show, July 9th, 2020, uh, 2021 at 115 Bourbon Street. You can get tickets at AEWPro.com or AEWPro.TicketLeap.com. You can go to Two Years on Face 2 as well. The the page for this episode that you're listening to, all the links will be there if I put them in, which I want, which I, I hope to do. It almost feels like a SummerSlam because the I think the title matches they have could really be like Windy City Slam caliber-esque so this feels like a really midway point like summer slam show so to speak um but yeah mancer versus fred yehi and a rematch steel cage um allison k versus chris stantlander for the women's championship uh myron reed, myron reed versus hakeem zane for the heritage championship um infamy versus ace austin and man man fulton for the tag belts I think I guess there's going to be uh, some other people in action. Here are the other people in action. Josh Alexander, Laredo Kid, Jake something, Russ Jones, uh, I believe is appearing. So oh, it says appearing, not in action. So don't let me misquote, misquote what AEW is telling you. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the show. I think it's worth your money. And um, yeah, I, the Fitchett versus Josh Alexander match I thought was the best one. So thanks for bearing with me during this. I hope it didn't take up too much of your time. It's a little bit hard to do a solo podcast episode because you just don't have anyone to play off of, or you kind of feel like you're talking to yourself, which I basically am, but we needed to get some content out, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, man, please, please support all these promotions as they get back to it. We're all just trying to get back to normal. Um, we're slowly, slowly getting there. Um, I have an insanely packed summer. I have like basically two years worth of weddings and bachelor parties in the summer. So shit's just all over the place right now, but it's, a, it's, it's chaos. But if you 
one, if you were cooped up and stuck inside, like this is the chaos you've been asking for. So let's embrace it. Get your vaccination, get out there, have some fun. And yeah, everyone stay safe. Um, if you are interested in more, I'm going to be reaching out to some people to try to schedule some more interviews. It might be myself plus the guest, uh, depending on what Chris's, what Chris's workload is like, but I'm going to reach out to some people, try to schedule some stuff. Twoheelsandaface.com is where you can find all of our episodes this year and the prior years. We got honestly got a lot of gems in the in the back half of 2020, like the Bang Bros, Kirby, the uh, voice announcer, the ring announcer, Kirby, the voice. Those are two really, really fun ones that you can check out. Those are evergreen. They're not based on a show's timing or anything like that. Um, but two heels on a face, that's number two heels on a face on all social platforms. And yeah, uh, depending on where you're listening to this too, you can listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, those are kind of the main ones. This episode probably won't be on YouTube, but we've got a lot of good stuff on YouTube as well. So I just want to appreciate you guys sticking with us here, sticking with me. And ha- when you're promoting this, uh, please use the hashtag Viva La Chico and let's get that trending. All right, bye.